My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Jesus spoke and said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you've hid the, because you've hidden these things from the wise and prudent, and has revealed them to little ones. Yes, Father, for such was your good pleasure. No one knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and him to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. All throughout scripture, our Lord places great importance on children. You've revealed things, you've hidden these things from the wise and prudent, and revealed them to little ones. And so, all through our life, our Lord is calling us to be like little ones. <coughs> little ones more and more all the time. So part of our vocation is to become small. St. Maria liked to say that the foundation of our whole spiritual life is our divine filiation, that we are children of God. We're told in scripture, all who are guided by the Spirit of God are children of God. For what you received was not the spirit of slavery to bring you back into fear. You received the spirit of adoption, enabling us to cry out, Abba, Father. And so we're carried in the palm of a hand of a God who loves us. And when our Lord gives us a vocation and calls us to the work, well, he's calling us along that pathway of divine filiation to become small, to leave ourselves in the hands of God, to let him guide us in all sorts of ways. It has enormous consequences, one of which is abandonment. There was a lady who came to see me once in a retreat shortly after being ordained in the south of Spain. And she was 80 or so. She had come to this retreat. And on the first morning of the retreat, <coughs> she came to talk. And she said, you know, Father, I did not want to come on this retreat. But the director of my center encouraged me to come. But I said no. And I had three good reasons for saying no. I train a certain type of horses, and there are certain people coming from France to buy some of my horses these days, and I want to be there when they come. Secondly, there are people coming to put drains in my house, and I've been waiting for two years for them to put drains in my house, and I want to be there when they come also. And thirdly, it's the week of the local fiesta. So everybody will be there, all my friends, it's the social event of the year. I haven't missed this event ever since I was seven. So it's just unthinkable for me not to be at the local fiesta. And that's why I said no. But two weeks later, my director again asked me to say to go on the retreat. And again, I said no. <clears throat> and I said no a third time. But I found that the more I said no, the more uncomfortable I became. And in the end, I reluctantly came on this retreat. Because it was the only way I could get some sort of peace. But 
she said, you know, I've only been here a few hours. And already I'm very glad I came. Because you see, I've been attending activities of Opus Day for many months and years. And I keep hearing about this business of divine filiation, of becoming a child, of becoming small, of being little. <clears throat> and here I am, 80 years of age, and they're telling me to become like a child. Now, what does that mean? And she said, no, I've come to learn that it means abandonment. I have to abandon myself into the arms of my father, God. I've got to let him make the decisions. I've got to let him lead me. I've got to try and do what he wants, not what I want. And that lady, well, it was as though she discovered the pearl of great price. She rejuvenated by 20 years during that weekend. She discovered a treasure. And so our divine filiation is a treasure be more like a child. And so important is it that in our vocation, our Father wanted that every Tuesday we would pray Psalm 2, where there are those key words, you are my child, this day I have begotten you. As though to drive home that message week after week. And he wanted us to do our prayer on Tuesdays precisely on our divine filiation. So that message goes in deeper and deeper. We have to become more and more like the <coughs> little children God has called us to be. And if we try and live this spirit, well, we'll find that God will speak to us in all sorts of ways, in all sorts of moments. He'll speak to us through this talk, or that uh, spiritual reading, or this way of the cross, or this get-together, or this chat, or this fraternal correction, this example of this other older person of the work and the way I see them doing certain things or living this spirit or practicing this virtue. Our Father God would open our eyes to all sorts of beautiful realities around us. He'll help us to see the great gift that he's given to us. One of the greatest gifts that God could give to any person in the 21st century is a vocation to what was day. <coughs> And that's why, after our communion every day and our thanksgiving after Mass, it's very good to thank God for my vocation every day of our life. The greatest possible gift that God could have given to us. A great gift from our loving Father. If you, evil as you are, said our Lord, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more Will your heavenly Father give good things to those who ask him? It's a very beautiful phrase. How much more? We might see other people doing all sorts of other things that occasionally we might like to do, or go here, or go there, or have this, or have that. But when we come to treasure our vocation, <coughs> our lifestyle, our way of living, we come to see that the more, the value of the more, how much more will God give good things to those who ask him? That really has given us a very special treasure. And that's why we have to be grateful to God for this great gift. Sometimes little children can take gifts for granted. 
But sometimes also they can have a great sense of what they have received. The gifts that they have, even if it's a small thing, can make them very happy. <coughs> we wish to be a bit like small children like that. Thanking God for all the good things. And realizing that our Father, God our Father, is a loving Father who loves us, who follows us step by step. He protects us, understands us, and waits for a response of love from each one of us. How do we thank God, our Father God, for the gift of our vocation? By our correspondence, by trying to live well and absorb well the things that we're, that we're told, especially in our early formation so that we get those ideas very clear. We learn our spirit. <clears throat> we grow in our spiritual life through our care of our norms and customs as we learn them little by little. And most of all, by our apostolate. Seeing this is one of the goals of the Christian vocation, our holiness and apostolate. Our Father God has given me this calling because he wants me to reach many other people, to bring the seeds of truth, beauty, and love to every last corner of society, every person that I ever knew in my life, in primary school, in secondary school, in the town or the village where I, where I lived, the people I came in contact with at all the stages of my life. This is like the area the lake into which we have been dropped like a stone. And God wants us to make uh, those concentric circles radiating outwards. And in each stage of our apostolate, well, our Father God will be there, pointing us the way, helping us to see things. A lady told me once how she was sitting in her garden. She was a very active professional lady in another country. But she was resting one day and she was sitting in her garden and she began to look at a rose. And the thought came to her that man has been able to put men on the moon. But no man can make a rose like that. When we live in contact with our Father God, he opens our eyes to beautiful realities. They may be very simple realities. There may be things that we're in contact with with every day, but suddenly we have our eyes open to their value, to their beauty, the value of the ordinary things, the value of the little things. And we see how our Father God speaks to us through all of these things. There's a Chinese philosopher called Ming Kuo, disciple of Confucius, who said a great person is one who never loses the heart they had as a child love of family, love of country, love of truth, love of life. These are things that characterize the heart of a child. And we have to try and foster our heart then along those ways, valuing all those things, beautiful things that we see in the supernatural family to which God has called us. When we are mindful of that paternal presence, <clears throat> we realize that our Father God follows us everywhere, gives us an unshakable confidence. 
And so the consideration of our divine affiliation leads us to put aside any fears that we may have, any anxieties, any worries. We leave things in the hands of God. We try and use all the human means. Leaving things in the hands of God doesn't mean that we don't use the human means. We have to fulfill our duty, we have to do our work. Sometimes we have to study, to pass exams. We still have to put in all the human effort. But we also leave things in the hands of God, leave the consequences and the results. Do so with a new peace and serenity. Because we know that somehow God is working everything out for the good. Even if we don't see that. There was a four-year-old little girl who spilled some Coca-Cola on the kitchen floor. And she wanted to mop it up herself. She was already four, so she was already big and responsible. So she went to get the mop. And she knew that the mop was outside. And so she went out towards the back door. But halfway there, she realized that it just got dark outside. And she was afraid of the dark. And her mother was there. And so the girl stopped in her tracks when she realized it was dark outside. And so the mother said to her, it's okay. You don't have to be afraid. Jesus is also there in the dark. So she went to the door. She opened the door. She popped her head out and she yelled, Hey, Jesus, if you're out there, could you please pass me the mop? <coughs> so all the little fears that may come from time to time, little things, well, we can learn how to leave things in the hands of our Father God. Gives us a great confidence in ourselves. Our Father God is looking after things. We have nothing to be afraid of. He takes away all our, all our worries or our concerns. And we know that in the work, if ever we have something that's bothering us or concerned or worrying us in some way, well, we go to the chat and we talk about it. We get it out and we get the answers or we get some advice. And that restores our peace and our serenity. And so the consideration of our divine filiation leads us to a deeper peace in our life. And every day in the preaches we say those words, Gaudium Compatri. We ask for joy with peace. And that characterizes our family life in many ways. At every moment we can confide in our Father God. We never feel alone. It's a wonderful thing. So much loneliness in this world. Well, we need never feel alone because we're, we know we're surrounded by our Father God in the tabernacle, in the department, wherever we may go, and also surrounded by all of our sisters who are there to help us. And while our divine filiation opens wonderful horizons for us, helps us to know the deeper things of life, He's revealed these things from the wise and the prudent and revealed them to little ones. At the same time, that doesn't change many of the realities of life. We still have to get up in the morning. Sometimes we still have to do things that are difficult. We have to go against the grain. We have to foster our generosity. We have to try and live certain virtues like punctuality or order or honesty or industriousness or humility. And sometimes that can cost us a little bit. But when the cross appears, as it will appear, it appears in all sorts of little things, 
that he appears on a daily basis. Where we can see in the cross a mission entrusted by our Lord himself. In this little challenge or this contradiction, or this little thing that has gone wrong, and somehow my Father God is reaching out to me, inviting me to be a bit more supernatural, or to offer this little cross to him, or to leave this in his hands, or not to lose my peace or my patience, or not to get angry, or not to judge other people or criticize them. My Father God is inviting me in this moment to leave this little thing in his hand, to learn how to practice my divine filiation. I am a child of God, and therefore I, I carry this little cross as God wants me to carry it. I see the loving hand of my Father God behind these things. <clears throat> it's not a, a punishment or something difficult, but God is there looking after all these moments. There was a little girl once who was brought to a, a village concert by her mom. She showed some prowess in terms of music, so the mother wanted to expose her to, to good music, and there was going to be a special concert pianist who was playing in the village hall, so they went there to this event, and when they sat down, the mother saw a couple of friends of hers a few rows away, so she told her little girl to stay here, and she was going to go and greet her friends. But when the little girl saw that her mother was gone, she said, ah, now's my chance to explore this place. So she began to walk around the hall a little bit, and then she saw a door that said no admittance. And she said, ah, that's what I want, adventure. So she pushed through this door. And then a few minutes later, the lights were dimmed, the concert was about to begin, the mother went back to her seat, and she found her little daughter wasn't there. So she began to look around frantically for her daughter, because the concert was about to begin. But then the, the curtain went up, and there was her daughter, sitting at a grand piano on the stage, playing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. You know? And that was the moment that the great maestro, the concert pianist, decided to make his entrance. And he made his entrance and he found this little girl sitting at his piano playing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. So he whispered to her, don't stop, keep playing. And he put one hand at one end of the piano and the other hand at the other end and accompanied her in a duet playing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. And everybody in the audience was amazed. Wow, what a genius. No? What a wonderful way to start a concert. So creative, so original. Who would have ever thought of something like this? No? So it was a marvelous success. No? Uh, all because of this little girl with her adventures. No? Well, somebody said that all the things we do in our life are a bit like that. Or like this little four-year-old plodding away with two fingers on the piano, <coughs> trying to hammer out a tune which may be a silly little tune anyway. But our Father God, the great maestro, comes along and he accompanies us in that tune, makes it into something wonderful. So whether we're laying a table or pushing the button of a washing machine or mopping a floor or counting peas or all sorts of other things that might make up our daily, our daily fare that we have to do or studying in some subject, and our Father God is there helping to bring good out of this particular situation. Making that little job or that work into something of great value in his eyes. Something that can change society. That can do a great amount of good for 
all sorts of people. And so our Father God is continually speaking to us through all the little events of daily life, through this person, through this event. I'm here to learn something from this person. Everyone has something to teach us. We get a little bit of wisdom from each person. Our Father God is using this person and this piece of work and this job and to build up my soul, which isn't going to happen today or tomorrow or the next day. The process of our sanctification takes a lifetime. But along the way, God wants us to plant many seeds in the lives of other people. And that means we have to try and react like a child of God. In all situations, with faith, with hope, with optimism, with trust, with transparency, with patience. Learning how to be uncomplicated, with great sincerity, with great enthusiasm, and great serenity also. Little children are not complex. They know how to say what's on their mind. They can say all sorts of things. Sometimes they can say the wrong thing, but it doesn't really matter too much. There was a little girl once who came home from her kindergarten school and told her mummy that she had a big pain in her tummy. And her mother said, that's because there's nothing in it. You put something into it and you'll feel much better. <clears throat> so the mother made a bit of a sandwich or a chapati or something and gave it to the child and the child felt much better. And a few days later, the parish priest came to call. And in the middle of the conversation, he happened to mention that he had a terrible headache. And so the four-year-old little girl piped up and said, that's because there's nothing in it. Hmm? You put something in it and then you'll feel much better. Hmm? And so little children sometimes say the wrong thing or they make mistakes or all sorts of things, but it doesn't really matter because people understand. In the way of the cross, our Father says, may our stumbles and defeats separate us from him no more. Just as a feeble child throws itself contritely into the strong armour of its father, you and I will hold tightly to the yoke of Jesus. Only a contrition and humility like this can transform our human weakness into the fortitude of God. And so through this spirit, our Father God is making us strong, strong in our soul strong in our vocation, strong in our childlikeness and simplicity. In another moment, he says, you are discouraged, why? Is it your sins and miseries? Is it your defeats? At times coming one after another, a really big fall which you didn't expect? Be simple, open your heart. Look, as yet nothing has been lost. You can still go forward and with more love, with more affection, with more strength. Take refuge in your divine filiation. God is your most loving Father. In this lies your security, a haven where you can drop anchor no matter what is happening on the surface of the sea of life. And you will find joy, strength, optimism, victory. These are rather beautiful words. Drop anchor in your divine filiation. Take refuge there. 
Sometimes you see these big ships anchored there in Mombasa or someplace, and they have these huge anchors, and they're dropped into the water, and they link onto a, a rock or something, and that anchor holds the whole ship steady, keeps it in a certain place, keeps it from drifting, keeps it very safe from winds and currents and dangers and all sorts of things. A haven where you can drop anchor no matter what is happening. Our Lord allowed a great storm one time to, to be churned up. The waves were coming into the boat. It was terrible. And these burly fishermen who had been fishing all their lives had never seen a storm like they're terrified. Master, does it not concern you that we are perishing? So our Lord allowed the wind to funnel down through the mountains and whip up the waves. He allowed the apostles to become terrified because he wanted them to go through this experience. He wanted them to turn to him. And he was asleep on the boat. Our Lord didn't suffer from insomnia. He was able to sleep in all sorts of amazing places, no? in the middle of a terrible storm. <clears throat> Does it not concern you that we are perishing? And then we're told he rose up, he spoke to the elements, peace be still. And immediately there came a great calm. Our Lord is telling us for all the situations in our life, when we may get a little upset, worried that this thing has gone wrong or this thing hasn't happened all the things that can happen on the surface of the sea of our life everything has a solution everything because our father god is there speaking to all those things those elements saying peace be still he imposes calm on our nerves on our hormones on our chemistry on the situation around us in our blood family in our health situation peace in all situations because we're in the arms of our Father God. He leads us to depend totally on him. And because God is our Father, our Lady is our Mother. She's there for us in all situations, inviting us to turn to her. And as we come to prepare for the Feast of the Angels that are coming up next week, well, we can make this week a bit like the Week of the Angels turning to the angels in all sorts of moments. Our Lady is the Queen of the Angels. And so, Mother, may we learn to turn to you, to look to your images in every room of the house. And each time we do, may you remind us that we are children of God and also children of you, children of Mary, realizing that you will help us in all the specific moments of our life. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me during this meditation. I ask your help to put them into practice. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.